welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Every day, um, crazier and crazier things are happening in this country. And, um, you know, it kind of makes you want to just throw up your hands and feel like uh, there's just too much. It's too much to deal with, too much to fix. And um, obviously, I mean, <laughs> That is that is one choice. But um, really, if you love this country, if you love the uh, traditional American values that it was based upon, um, you can't do that or it's hard for you to do that or you shouldn't do that. I know um, it's <laughs> every day I think to myself just today watching the uh, arraignment of former President Trump um, and, you, you know, whether you like Trump or you hate Trump. This is a, a dark day in American history um, for a for a sitting president, Biden, who really he's not really the sitting president. The sitting president is still Obama, who is um, pulling the strings of Biden. But in any case, this is the first time that a White House um, has weaponized the Department of Justice to um, file charges against uh, a former president. Well, not just a former president, but someone who is going to be, uh, who has already thrown his hat in the ring to compete against Biden in this upcoming election. So we are no better than any of the banana republics that you have heard about, like in South America, or, you know, they're in various places all over the world, um, where there is no democracy, there is no freedom, real freedom, um, things are just uh, decided by um, people in power who then weaponize not only the justice system, if there is one, but the military and so on, which is which may well be where we're, we're heading. Um, in any case, it's very depressing. And so is <laughs> um, what we're going to be talking about today. Today's show is called Government Kidnapping Kids from Parents, Huxley's Brave New World. Uh, you may be familiar with Ex Aldous Huxley's book, Brave New World. I had to read it in high school. Um, and, uh, or I don't, I actually, I don't remember when, when I read it, but it is a classic. Of course, these days, <laughs> they might not be letting kids <laughs> read that book. So I don't even know. Um, but if you, if you haven't read it, you certainly should, um, get it while you still can from Amazon. Um, you know, you've heard about, I've talked about before, uh, and you've heard in the news about how um, teachers are going behind parents' backs and um, talking kids into, with propaganda, talking them into changing their gender. Um, and, you know, if, if it wasn't something that, if there wasn't something inherently wrong with a teacher or a principal, or any kind of school person, or or the uh, therapists, so-called therapists who are connected to the school. If if, you, if there wasn't anything wrong with what they were doing, they wouldn't have to keep it secret from parents. But they do, and then somehow or other, parents uh, 
some parents find out, you know, that their teacher uh, has been giving their daughter um, breast binders and all kinds of things like that, or take even taking them to doctors and um, getting hormones and, you know, even su- surgery in some cases. I mean, I know that sounds pretty outrageous. How could a child get surgery when the parent not doesn't know? But <laughs> it has happened and will continue to happen. And now worse is happening. Um, there are new uh, bills in the California um, Congress, California Assembly, I guess, um, wherever they to making it, well, the one that um, that first came out is one that is making it illegal for parents to misgender children. Now, there's no way that a parent can misgender a child because the gender of the child is decided by genetics um, it, when they are in their mother's womb. And uh, whether the the girl has an XX chromosome and the boy has an XY chromosome and doctors delivering babies don't just um, throw up, you know, throw the dice or something. And if it's a heads or or a coin and if it's a heads, it's a girl. And if it's tails, it's a boy. That's not how it happens. Um, So, you know, there's no way really biologically um, for parents to misgender children. But what the government is trying to do. Um, is to brand parents who refuse to affirm their own child's gender as abusive. And so they're saying these parents are abusive, and if they're abusive, then the child should be taken away from them, is what these amendments to California bills are saying. And don't think you're safe. This may be happening in California now, but, you know, there was an old saying, um, how, how... so goes California, so goes the nation. I mean, you are not safe. Um, these people who are trying to do these kinds of things in California are everywhere. So it's we it, we have to we have to stop it here. So to talk about this and to explain why, and some a woman who has been devoting her life or a large part of her life to um, making sure that these kinds of things don't happen. Um, is my guest, Karen England. She is the president of the Capital Resource Institute. This is a nonprofit institute. And she is also the, um, let's see, she is the president and executive director of the California-based Capital Resource Institute. She's also the founder and director of Nevada Family Alliance. And um the Capital Resource Institute of Tennessee. So, you know, this this is the kind of thing that I have seen as an expert witness happen all the time, unrelated to transgenderism and so on, wait for years before this has been going on. It's just been amping up where um, Child Protective Services um, decides that a parent or both parents aren't fit parents and therefore the child should be um, put in foster care. I mean, I have seen it happen to parents who don't deserve, you know, to have their child taken away. And then I've seen it happen or in the past it happened for some parents um, where the child wasn't taken away and the child should have been taken away, but that's happening less. And what's happening more is that um, there is excuses are coming up for why the government should take the child away, put the child in foster care, because once the child is in foster care, they are a ward of the state. 
so the ruler, so to speak, of um, you know who determines everything about that child, from their gender to their you know to everything, is the state because they administer the foster care program. So there have been problems boiling in the foster care program and in the custody issues, you know, un- unjust decisions by justices. Um, this has been bubbling up for years, but now it has a new little twist in terms of the propaganda that the government wants to put on children, and particularly it's coming up in regarding the gender of children. So let me introduce my guest, um, Karen England, and um, she can she can take it from the top and tell us, because you, Karen, before, before we start, you were saying you've been doing this for over 20 years. Yes, it's been about 25 years. Um, I was a mom who we actually had a foster son. And well, we had other children as well, but he was going to be in high school. And I thought, you know, I better figure out what's going on at the local school. I was reading about this religious right person that wanted to destroy the public schools. And I thought, well, I'm a Christian. I should probably go find out who this crazy person is. And that kind of started my journey and my odyssey where I realized, wow, there are people who who really want me to just turn my child over to them at the age of five for six hours, knowing nothing about about the adult they're going to be with. And in my own home, I I explore the babysitter and do a little more research before I let someone in my own home for two hours with my child. So I I was kind of waking up to that. And so went down, saw what was going on. And then I I realized I was the extremist that they were all talking about because I simply wanted abstinence to be taught along with everything else in sex ed. And this was about 27 years ago. And it's interesting that now we've come full circle and all the parents are rising up over kind of the sexually explicit stuff that's being taught to our kids in school. And no, they're not, they're not reading the brave new world. They're reading anything with porn in it is, is what they're reading. And that's what they're being assigned are the really graphic, um, the bluest eye, th- those kinds of books, and not some of the classics. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, so what? Tell, finish telling the story about what happened with your son in the high school. So our so our foster son, and then we also had a son that was. Um, I'm a stepmom. We had a, a son in high school, and it was just getting really, really crazy. This was in Rockland, California. We we moved there because of the schools to the school district. I started getting involved and found out what they were doing. They were doing a lot of um, values clarification. And and our son was in AP English. And I thought, why is he making a poster? I mean, I thought he's supposed to be reading the classics and preparing him for college. And so after some time, when we went down and complained at the school and realized, wow, I think I'm getting called to really join this battle. I really felt like if I just told more people that, that they would be just as outraged So we moved our son and our kids to another district, and I just started volunteering uh, with Concerned Women for America and Eagle Forum, and then three years later, went to work for Capital Resource Institute part-time, and eventually, you know, just just kept working, and I just, I'm just passionate. I call myself the kitchen table activist because I am all self-taught. I I have a two-year fashion degree. (laughs) I'm not, so so I want to encourage the moms out there. These legislators don't know more than you. This stuff is not a big mystery, and they're all in a panic across the nation as as parents are, are 
standing in the gap. And I just want to encourage your listeners that we can do this and we should do this. This government belongs to us. And I just started to get really passionate about, hey, we can do this from our kitchen table while we're cooking dinner. We can shoot an email. We can make a phone call. And so I'm just really passionate about equipping moms and dads, grandma and grandmas to engage in their culture and in their kids' lives because the assault, the sexual assault on our kids is like nothing I've ever seen before. And they they need us to stand in the gap. You know, it's interesting that you say that you noticed this 27 years ago. Um, we think that it's something that's relatively new, but it was growing 27 years ago. Well, yeah, that's really interesting. Just recently, I've been telling my staff, we need to um, take the song, Carrie, Carrie Underwood sings it, I told you so. Because a lot of us were were trying to wake the church up and conservatives up, and people thought it was all about hyperbole. You know, even back in 2015 in California, when they had the comprehensive sex education bill, there were only two groups, and we were one of them, that opposed the bill that literally has them telling kids about anal sex in kindergarten. So people thought it was just hyperbole. Now you're seeing fights breaking out at school board meetings because they don't like what California is mandated to teach people. And we were trying to sound the alarm, but because it sounded so crazy, like the bills we're going to talk about today, people just didn't believe us. And now they're, I mean, you see it all over California. You certainly see it other places, but I'm encouraged to see it in California where parents are stepping up and saying, hey, wait a minute, I never signed on for all of this. So yeah, we've been sounding the alarm and um, it's it's time, it's it's ride or die at this point. There are some hills that we are gonna have to really commit commit to dying on. And I think this this one bill in California where they wanna take parents, the, the kids away at the age of 12 is, is a hill to die on for me. Okay, tell us about that. Well, there, there are several bills. And of course, California started, I, I, wanted, I do want to kind of back up because in 2012, they passed a bill and you probably are, are really familiar with this issue and it's convert, they call it conversion therapy. And they made it illegal to what they called conversion therapy. And they talked about how Christians are, are beating and electroshocking their Christian kids if they're wanting, you know, if they're having same sex, um, if they're identifying with the same sex. But really what that bill did in California and about five other states have passed something very similar. It says that you can only, if you're a licensed professional and a child comes to you with same-sex attraction and or gender identity, the only thing you can do is affirm them. So if you've got a little boy that's been sexually abused and so he's confused, does that make me gay? Does that not make me gay? What are these feelings I'm having? Or even, you know, just a, a teen that's naturally going through things or a tomboy who's wondering, ooh, especially right now with teachers, oh, is this making me, a? am I a boy? Was I born in the wrong body? Back in 2012, and this is important to remember when we talk about these other bills, the state of California said, you cannot do anything but affirm that child, meaning push them into those feelings. And that's frightening when we then are going to talk about the bills that are coming up today and how if you don't affirm your child, the state considers it in California, and the bill is going to be he heard here in about 40 minutes, it's considered child abuse from the age of 12. 
Actually, actually, this one is any age. The author of the bill talked about her seven-year-old. And if you don't affirm the seven-year-old, um, that that is, then you're rejecting your child and that it falls under abuse. And that's what they're amending the family code to read in the state of California. And it has already passed one entire house. So it has now moved over to the Senate. It's already passed the assembly. So this is all hands on deck. And again, don't think that this um, can't happen where, where, where you're at. I live in Tennessee and I'm shocked at some of the things that are being introduced and people are going along with. And, and I'm trying to just scream at the top of my lungs. No, this these words mean something. And the left and progressives know what they mean. And they're, they're um, I think, manipulating well-meaning, um, big-hearted legislators who think they're saving the world, but they're really infringing on parental rights and pushing a very progressive agenda. Yes. And, um, and and gradually trying to tr- take them away from their from their parents, but um, I mean, isn't there aren't there psychiatrists who come in and say, first of all, well, we're almost done with our, we have to take a break in a minute, but um, so we'll talk about this when we come back. But you know, certainly as a psychiatrist, there is no question, but that kids are not, uh, th- their brain is not formed well enough, uh, not mature enough. Um, to make these kinds of decisions. So it's not really the child who's making the decision. It's the parent or the teacher, you know, who is telling them this is what this means. And, um, you know, for, for their own reasons, for their own agenda, even parents who wanted to have a boy and they got a girl or vice versa. Oh, you are a girl. Oh, look at that. <laughs> you know, all right. Well, we need to come back uh, to take a break and we will come back with my guest, Karen England. She's the president of Capital Resource Institute. We're talking about crazy stuff, but it is real. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and we'll be right back. Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Alice in Wonderland. (laughs) No, it's not Alice in Wonderland. It's Dr. Carol's Couch. However, you might think that you fell down the rabbit hole where things aren't like they seem. Um. This this is really my guest is Karen England. She's the president of Capital Resource Group. She's talking about some of the bills that are in the California uh, Assembly, and um, uh, you couldn't make up this stuff. If somebody would um, would write a script about this, it would be rejected by Hollywood studios because they would say no one would believe this. But you know, while we're um, concentrating on the wrong things. <laughs> You know, are not paying enough attention. These things are getting passed, and then people are shocked. But it's, it's much harder to undo things than to make them not happen in the first place. So it's really important what my guest Karen England is talking about. And why don't you continue talking about some of these bills? And again, it's not. Don't think it's just California, and it's not going to attack you. But of course. Um, there are people in other states as well who want to see these ridiculous things, these these dangerous things uh, done. It's all in the same. It's all in the same um, agenda of destroying the American family and destroying America. So we need to wake up to all of this. So, Karen, go ahead. Tell us about some of these bills. Okay. Well, I'll, um, you mentioned how schools and teachers are, um, you know, transitioning the kids or hiding it from the parents. And that is the state in California. You know, they, um, they're open about it. They do teacher trainings on it. Mm-hmm. And so they're often doing this without the parents' involvement. And so it's, it, you need to know that going into the bills I'm going to talk about because the schools have been known to be the ones to be the first to interject themselves as a do-good counselor that just got out of college and got a teaching job. Um, to assert themselves because they understand the child better than the, than the parent does, and then start all of these processes to, to get them transitioned. And so it's frightening, but the bill we were talking about before we went to break, it, that is um, AB 957. And it sounds crazy. And I was sharing with you, even Elon Musk has tweeted about this, which says something. But it's changing the California Family Code. And I, I know people think that I this is hyperbole, so I'm going to read one sentence. As used in this paragraph, the health, safety, and welfare of the child includes a parent's affirmation of the child's gender identity. Think about that. And Dr. Lieberman, you know what that means. It means embrace, because affirm isn't just you know, let them do a little pretend play. Affirm means start the process, calling them a different name, letting them dress differently. Um, whether they're, again, this this is no age, whether they're four or they're 14. And so it, the bill then goes on to list all the other things that are considered abuse in the family welfare code. It then goes on to say, if there's a dispute in a custody case Custody will be favored, 
toward it's it's equal unless it's favoring someone that will go with the gender identity. And keep in mind, the progressives that are pushing this, I thought they were against big pharma and all of that. But that's what this is really all about, getting these kids on hormones and they are repeat patients. And so there's a big movement and and they're very encouraged to do this with, with the kids. And they genuinely believe, this is what I think listeners need to really understand. They are passionate in their worldview, in belief that this kid really is born in the wrong body and the parents are the problem and they're coming in to save them. And they can make this. If you go look at their literature, they say kids can make this decision by the time they're two. You know, you talked about the doctor giving birth and they like to use the the terminology assigned at birth. I wasn't assigned something (laughs) at birth. I have a vagina and the doctor knew that made me a girl. And it was really simple. It wasn't like, oh, I did three girls today. I'm going to do a boy now. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And, and it's crazy that people aren't, aren't, you know, calling them on it about, you know, follow the science. So it's, it's really interesting. So this 957 was literally saying you're, it's considered abuse. But then you tie it with a few other bills that are going through. And keep in mind, they can't go to a counselor and do anything but affirm it. (laughs) And affirm it means putting them on puberty blockers, all of that. There's another bill that goes with it. I'm kind of likening these to kind of a train, a train taking our kids away from us and straight into the state of California and Gavin Newsom. But there's a bill that's being heard again today, and this is AB 223. And this allows a third party to go change the gender markings on a birth certificate. I'm not exaggerating. Let me read a little bit from it right now. It talks about if the child is under 18, the proceedings shall be kept confidential by the court. The court shall limit access to the court records in the proceeding, including the register of actions to the minor. Any adult who signed the petition... That's any adult. That's not the parent. That's that's the teacher or the counselor that took them to do this. The minor's parents or guardians or guardian ad litem. Confidential from the parents and the third party that took them to get it done. They will know, but nobody else will get to know unless you were that attorney or that third party. That's the language. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to understand They want to transition our kids without us even being involved. The state of California thinks they know best. They consider it abuse if if you say, hey, let's wait until puberty. Let's, you know, most kids grow out of it. It's not unnatural. A lot of kids struggle with their sexuality and gender. That isn't an abnormal thing. But it doesn't mean you were born in the wrong body or it doesn't mean you're gay. In kindergarten, I hated boys. I only liked girls. I only hands with girls. That didn't make me gay. But now in California, they're telling you that does make you gay, or maybe that makes you a boy. I mean, I'd be even more confused than I am now. Uh, You know, it's crazy. But you know, I I wanted, I'm stuck, struck and stuck by what you said um, early on about how this was already happening, you know, 27 years ago. I don't understand that because I do understand I uh, was, as I was saying, the Obama, Biden, White House and all that, the progressives. I mean, we didn't used to hear or I didn't used to hear 
or, or I didn't used to think it was important to understand, I guess, 27 years ago, what a progressive was and how this would affect life 27 years later. Um, so who were these people? Why was this important 27 years ago? Well, it, it's the same players. It's Secus, uh, the sexuality. Um, they, they actually, in 2019, changed their name and they're Secus. And back in 2019, they sent a press release out and they are the big people pushing with the World Health Organization and the UN, all of the sexuality stuff. And back then we were trying to alarm people going, hey, they're putting this in writing that they think zero to four year olds have orgasms. And so they're sexual from birth. So we need to teach them how to do that responsibly and enjoy themselves. And so that was way back then when we were, again, sounding the alarm about Secus. But in December of 2019, they actually came out with their press release saying, we are going to be called Secus Sex Ed for Social Change. And I thought, what on earth does Sex Ed for Social Change mean? I thought Sex Ed was about keeping our kids healthy and, you know, puberty. And, you know, the boys are starting to smell and need to shower more. And girls need to start using their deodorant and shave your legs. That is not what they mean. They list out that they want to tackle um, white supremacy. They want reproductive rights. They believe our minor children have reproductive rights. And it's the school and the government's job to teach them how to assert those rights. And, and they're, they're using the schools as these laboratories to push this. And they've been slowly setting things up. And, and that's why during COVID, people woke up and were shocked. Because even in red states, it wasn't, you know, they're not going from the top down in the legislature, like with legislation. They're just going in through the side door. They're getting on committees. They're passing curriculum. They're, they're give you a perfect example. I went and spoke about four years ago in Boise, Idaho. And I have this uh, presentation I do on sex ed, and I always tweak it at the end for the city that I'm in or the state that I'm in. So I had looked up some things that had gone on in Boise. And back in 2018, Boise, Idaho is red of red. They All their flags are at half staff since Biden had been elected. I mean, they're like really red of red. And I was speaking to 200 people at this church. They were shocked. I said, did you know your school board changed the definition of gender in 2018 to include gender identity? They were blown away. And it's because they weren't waiting for it to happen in at the Capitol. They were coming in through the side door, getting on school boards, getting in committees. They do that everywhere. And so no one is safe. You really, really have to be an engaged and involved. and. I think I, I, I'm I'm lucky I come from California. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm wait, I just, so, but but where? I mean, that's the thing. Um, where did all these people come from? And certainly back there, where did all they come from? Like, who was who was telling them to do this? Who was telling them to get on committees and all of this? Where there has to be? Well, some- yeah, I would, Planned Parenthood is one of them, and I'm sure you're familiar with Alfred Kinsey and that whole movement. So Planned Parenthood and then Secus, the S-E-I-C, the sexuality education, and, and I'm I'm drawing a blank on all the names, but it's Secus, it's Planned Parenthood. It really is the, I'm just going to say it, the Democrat Progressive Party. And that's what they've been doing. And there's a new group out that's called, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's called Red Wine and Blue. And they are, have you heard of that? They're going up against, okay, so it was, um, 
Colonel Vinman, who testified in Trump's trial, um, impeachment trial, his wife started this group and they're pushing back on those of us that don't want pornographic books, you know, in our, our kids' elementary schools. And they're pushing back on it. And they actually have a bookmobile where they go into towns where parents are fighting and trying to get certain books removed. And they're fighting against those parents. I mean, these people, it, they, they're out there and they exist. <laughs> and I think you're going to be surprised. Um, I remember when I moved to Tennessee and I put something on our community page about don't California my Tennessee, come hear me speak at something. They lit me up. I live in a military town. I live right outside of Fort Campbell. People were going crazy over me putting that on there. Now, I'm a big girl. I could take it. I, I do this. Wait, for a wait, I, why? I don't get it. Oh, because what, what was wrong? What was wrong with sex ed? What was wrong? And I'm like, I, not, you can do sex ed, but I don't want you to sexualize my, my fourth grade do, uh, granddaughter. And I don't think you, so. They were like, and this was a conservative town. And I was just shocked. The people that are committed to this agenda are very committed to it. They're not like the rest of us with families and dinner and volunteering and foster parenting. Their whole life is pushing this agenda. Okay. But why? I mean, I mean, other than is it the, you know, the obvious thing that the whole progressive agenda of destroying the family, destroying America. So socialism and communism can come in or is there Something. No, absolutely. That is what it is. And there's nothing that will destroy a family. And again, keep in mind the sexual dysfunction um, that this is creating and the kids, the, the age that kids are being exposed to porn, which is then prohibits from a healthy relationship later. All of this is the destruction of the family and giving ourselves over to the state as, and, and like you said, communism, all of that. But this is going to break down, I also believe, the church because that we see it. Um, uh, we, we saw it during COVID. And so it is. It is for the destruction of the family and sexual desire. They take something that is very normal and can be great and beautiful and they exploit it and they turn it into this thing that they're, again, I don't know if you saw the recent video, but a teacher was telling ninth graders specifically, we've got it on our Facebook page about the pleasures of anal sex. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying that. And then do you, I mean, yes, of course it's, it is unbelievable, but then, then there are other articles about, they don't understand why there is more, um, colon sex, colon sex, <laughs> why there is more colon cancer. Yeah. Younger people, like, duh, because exactly. promotion of anal sex, you know? Yes. And then after the whole Bill Clinton, I have to tell you one of the things, and this is heartbreaking. I've met, I've met young women who bought the lie that that kept them a virgin, that it wasn't sex, yeah. but they're the ones that then get, are getting the diseases. And it's, so it's, it's heartbreaking that the boy, these boys are pressuring our girls and that that they're trying to remain pure. And so anyway, it is it is a total destruction of the family. Well, you know, the thing that, that they're not, I mean, I mean, maybe obviously they must realize it, but um, and, and this is part of what they want. Like, it's not just the destruction of the family. It's that if you teach a kid in kindergarten, elementary school about all this about sex and anal sex and all kinds of sex, um, uh, 
you know, what is it going to do? I mean, like what it does is what it is doing already is it's making them more sexually excited. And mm -hmm. there are boy, little boys having, you know, doing sexually inappropriate things to little girls in school bathrooms and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, and then, of course, then we can talk later about, you know, the other thing about uh, grooming them and and then having the teachers and other um, people, <laughs> bad people who um, I'm not saying all teachers are bad. Let me just clarify that. Just the ones who are doing this crazy kind of stuff. Um, you know, that that there are all kinds of um, fallout besides ruining the American family and taking having the state take over more and more and so on. Um, you know, it's where do you want to move to? <laughs> I'm not. Well, I'm going to stay in the U.S. and fight, but I'm going to stay in a freedom state where I don't have to wear a mask. So I'll fly into California and fight. But, you know, there's more of us than there are of them. I really believe. America. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes I, I agree with you. But we have to give people the tools to fight back. Absolutely. Okay, well, we need to take another break. We can't fight back <laughs> just right now. Um, my guest is Karen England. She's the president at Capital Resource Institute. At the end, we will give you um, websites and so on for how you can find out more about all of this stuff. Um, we will be right back. We are talking about, um, I want to say the, the title again. Where did my title go? Um, um, a government a kidnapping kids from parents. Huxley's Brave New World. If you haven't read it yet, please do. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. 
tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back. I want to get right back into this with my guest, Karen England, the president at Capital Resource Institute. Um, She has been telling us some shocking things, but they are true, and she's even been reading some some parts of the bills, and I actually... um, um was I wrote something about this the Cal- the one bill that I saw the California bill would punish parents for misgendering children um you know it's and and I've been it was just asking her about how it all started how it started 27 years ago and we're we're kind of late late in the game catching up um you know but yes that makes that's a good point starting at the teachers colleges because that that would be the place to then um you know disseminate um teachers to do all of these things um well did, did you did we i think did you say there was another bill too i don't i want to make sure we cover all the bills that you yes um and in case people aren't depressed enough let me <laughs> tell them but we need to be mad because they're doing this and again you and i have said there are more of us. It's just this was going on and we didn't know. And our organization, and I, I'm passionate about helping people um, reclaim their community. So the other bill is AB 665. And this, again, they all go together. This allows a mental health professional and or today they amended it to be like an assistant social worker, a social worker in training, a counselor in training, a school counselor in training. At the age of 12, this is state-sanctioned kidnapping. At the age of 12, a 12-year-old at school can tell the counselor, I don't feel safe at home, and they can be removed to a residential living without notifying the parents. That is AB665, our Instagram, Facebook. You can go, you can go look these bills up. That's exactly what it says. And today it was amended to broaden the pool of people that your 12-year-old. And you know what it says? It says they they have to, the, the person taking your child, the only thing they say is that you need to um, make your best effort to contact the parent. Well, if I don't want you to call my parent and you really don't want to either because you want me to go to a residential home and then you're going to change my birth certificate for me. If you know my dad's working graveyard, that's when you're going to call and do your best effort to notify them. This is state-sanctioned kidnapping. This is a runaway train. This is going to be heard next Tuesday in California to put our kids on it and send them to the, you know, LGBTQ California camp uh, for the rest of, you know, our lives. And it's frightening, but these bills are in language, you know, it's not, it's not a mystery. You can, it's very clear the way they've written them. 
and it's frightening. And we all need to be concerned that California is doing this. And they're upfront about they're doing it because red states are protecting kids from having, um, you know, puberty blockers under 18. So they want the kids to go there. They want in a divorce a, a, a parent that wants to transition the child to go there and have their, their child taken away from the other parent. Well, okay. Besides the, again, going back to the beginning, besides the people who have these political reasons, um, progressive political, you know, it's funny. I used to think Planned Parenthood was a good guy. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that. Uh, um, but besides these political reasons, um, do you think that at least for some of the teachers, certainly these days, um, when, like when you see or read or uh, news stories about these kinds of things um, happening at schools, you know, even just just the um, the teachers um, taking the kids, convincing the kids to change their gender behind the backs of their parents. It seems like a lot of these teachers, besides the progressive agenda and all of that, they have their own agenda that they are gay or trans or um or lesbian or LGBTQ plus plus. And, you know, one thing I, I, um, I want to make sh sure is clear. Um, I don't have, and most people don't have um, anything against children or adults who are naturally authentically LGBTQ plus. It's not the people who discovered this within themselves and um, are going, the, doing that lifestyle that's not those. I, I'm certainly not saying that they are that there's anything wrong with that. It's the people who are being convinced by ne'er do wells to do these kinds of things that is wrong. And this typically gets lost in conversations, which is why everybody is just screaming at each other and and fighting with now fight literally fighting with each other um, instead of really listening. Um, but. Uh, well, Dr. So, Lieberman, have you heard of the group Gays Against Groomers? You yes, know, I had him on my radio show last week. Yes. Okay, so they're standing up saying, hey, wait a minute. We we are for live and let live. And that's where it's been. And and I'm for live and let live too. Do whatever you want in your bedroom, but don't push it on my kids and grandkids. Right. And we've gone from live and let live where the movement really wants not just us to embrace and tolerate, but now they want us to advocate. And now if we're not advocating with our own children, they're going to take them away. The scariest thing is the California PTA is one of the co-sponsors of, of um, AB 957, the one that is going to um, take kids away if they're not gender affirmed. They are listed. They they have it on their website as supporting this bill. The parent, the, the California Parent Teacher Association is for taking kids away. Oh, man. You know, I'd like to think they're just misinformed. But, um, I mean, how a PTA, Parents Teachers Association, that's supposed to be parents in there. You know, I think, do you think a lot of the problem is that parents, and maybe it's more so now, um, that parents are just not paying enough attention to their kids or to what's going on in school? I think that is some of it. I also think uh, there's courage in numbers. You know, courage is contagious. And I think like 
I, I talked about when I went down to see the religious right person that was going to destroy the school district. And I was like, oh, well, I'm a Christian. I'm going to go see who that person is. It's like, I didn't want to be called that. I, I didn't think of myself like that. I am not a hater. I think there's this natural thing that, no, I'm compassionate. I have compassion for someone who's got gender confusion. I don't think it's the healthiest thing to just embrace it and put them on puberty blockers. That's genuine compassion. And so I think a lot of people, you know, the noise um, and, and the name calling, and I do think you, you mentioned it, no matter what you, you thought about Trump, he was willing to stand up. And I think that with COVID gave voice to a lot of people who wanted to say something, but didn't want to be called names. You know, even our churches aren't always that tolerant of those of us standing up on this issue. But the tolerant thing is, the compassionate thing is, really to get these kids through puberty and then start to address these issues. But it is not putting them on puberty blockers. That is abusing them. And there are more and more kids coming out, detransitioning. Um, Chloe Co., who is suing Kaiser in California, um, chopping off people's body parts. I mean, really think about that. That's what they are advocating under the age of 18. How how are we not screaming in the streets about this? Yes. Um, well, you know, that that is a hope, but the problem is it's going to take a long time. But there are more and more detransitioners who are, you know, first of all, unfortunately, there are a lot of people um, who have done these things from the pronouns to the hormones to the surgeries who are um, committing suicide because they wake up years later and they realize, what did I do? And they can't go back. Yes. And, um, and, but also there are detransitioners who are suing. Um, I mean, it, it is, these doctors and therapists should be, uh, should be sued, first of all, and have their license taken away. Um, yes. And um, um, also, so there's that suing, and and also just coming out in bigger numbers where people you know who who are thinking about doing all this kids um right. can see that wait a second the grass isn't greener and that's part of the problem i've been talking about this how the kids kids today are um are vulnerable to their teachers telling them what to do because um, they haven't been in school for two years, they're lonely, they're confused, they um, just have been exposed to to social media, and um, and you know they're just they're they're lost, and and not just social media, but um, but they to the extent that they see what's happening in the world from Russia and Ukraine and the president being locked well not locked up yet but being arraigned let's hope that never happens but being arraigned I mean the kids see that this is a to a toxic topsy turvy world and so so if that kind of stuff can happen well why can't I change into a girl or a boy or a you know well, yes and even without all of those extra factors think about it growing up. Even the prettiest girl that was a cheerleader thought, oh my gosh, I'm not liked. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not, you, those are normal feelings about your body, not liking your body. I remember being in PE and not wanting to unclothe. And, you know, those are all just kids go through. I had one daughter that, you know, she was very free and open with everything. The other one was like, no, you can't know when I'm having my period. You know, kids are different. They're just, 
It's the way they process things. And now you're having the school tell them that this means something that it doesn't. It's normal. And you know what? Let's talk about it and get through these normal ups and downs, emotions, feelings. And when we come out on the other side, we'll have another conversation. But those are normal things. And then you throw in COVID and all this other stuff. And these kids, the assault on them is crazy. They're looking to belong. So they have, you know, all these people over here who are doing all these changes in their sexuality or their gender um, who are welcoming them. Oh, well, be like us. And then you'll have friends. And they think that it's going to be the grass is going to be greener on the other side. And then they find out, unfortunately, that it's not. Okay, we're getting to the end of the show. And I want to make sure you have time to give out information. Where would you like people to go? You can go to capital and that's C-A-P-I-T-O-L resource.org. That's our our main website. You can also go to porninschools.com and we have a toolkit to help parents get rid of pornographic and vulgar books in their school libraries. And it's a really good how-to and we walk you through and we we have a good policy in there that um, you can advocate for at your school board. And then we're all over social media, the kitchen table activists on Instagram, Twitter, I just found out I have a TikTok. I have a younger staff. I have a TikTok, um, a TikTok and Facebook. So we, we've got a lot of stuff on there about these bills that we just talked about. So you can see um, for yourself, we put the language up there. We're not afraid to show you what they're doing. Um, they're, they're pretty upfront. They're letting us know what we're doing. My question is, are we going to believe them and fight back? Yes. Well, the, the more people who you who hear you <laughs> um the more the better it is um the better it will be um i've been talking about this for quite some time too obviously not these bills and so on things have been getting worse but i've been talking about um you know why why it's bad for kids to be to be told to change when um why they can't decide and why the there are tomboys, there are girls, boys who like to play with their mother, wear their mother's shoes. I mean, none of these things have to me. I've had patients myself um, where they it was just a phase and I helped the family go through the phase instead of, you know, going to the doctor to, to get some quack doctor who will give hormones and everything else. Um, you know, people, therapists, people are they're seeing these kids for like an hour. And they're deciding in an hour, oh, yes, you were born in the yeah. wrong body. And yes, you need to be uh, transitioned or affirmed or whatever. Um, I mean, this is this is malpractice. Absolutely. Well, um, Karen England, I want to thank you and praise you for all the hard work that you do. Um, we need more people like you. And, and there are opportunities in your organizations to get involved. Right? Absolutely. I'll help anybody in any of these issues. Just contact us. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you again, um, Karen England, and thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.